And that is we talk about the future. We plan for the future. We help people think about the future and make decisions about the future. But then life happens. Hi, I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist Podcast. I just have to ask if anyone knows if Ross Marino has time to sleep. Advisor 2X, the firm he founded in 2010, has held over 1,000 events in 50 cities, all focused on advisory practice growth. Then there's his own wealth management and retirement plan book of business, his outcomes podcast, and oh yeah, his new book, Shaping Change, How to Respond When Life Disrupts Your Retirement Plan, written with co-author Susan Bradley. Ross joins us to discuss key concepts in the book, including the four stages of life transitions, two sides of retirement, and what he calls the decision dilemma. He also reveals some of the exciting content planned for this year's Wealth at Work Conference, an advisor-focused event unlike any other that will take place in Nashville October 24th through the 26th. Ross, I'm a busy advisor with limited time. There are a lot of books out there. Why should I read yours? Well, I think mine really gets to the source of what we're presented with on a daily basis as financial advisors and financial planners. And that is, we talk about the future, we plan for the future, we help people think about the future and make decisions about the future, but then life happens and plans have to change. And this is something that I've struggled with personally. I've watched it professionally. Being able to look out 10, 20, 30 years, it sounds great when you're doing planning, but life doesn't actually give a rip what I plan. It's going to happen, and then I'm going to have to respond, and I'm going to sometimes have to go back to zero, start over and say, okay, what do I need to do now? And Shaping Change is about helping advisors understand life is going to happen with clients, and we have to be there. We have to respond and help them make decisions in the moment. What was the impetus for the book? Why write it? I've really lived the theme of this book. I've been a financial planner for over 30 years. The first six years of my financial planning career uh, spent working in a room over my garage, uh, not by choice because I had a back injury and I couldn't leave the house. So I worked on the floor with a bunch of pillows, couldn't go out, couldn't do your typical networking, couldn't do lunches, playing golf. I, I couldn't do any of that stuff. And it was really a challenge. And all the plans I had of building the practice were scrapped. So I had to do it differently. And then as life went on, uh, I ended up in a period of time where I have a daughter who's special needs and took a almost 13 years to really get her diagnosed correctly. And that's a lot of stress and change. And in the middle of that, my wife ended up falling ill and was mostly bedridden for about 10 years. So I was kind of a sandwich guy where I was a like a single parent to a special needs child and a caregiver for my wife while I was still trying to work. And if you were a financial planner talking to me and asked me about 20 or 30 years in the future in retirement, it would have been the most insensitive thing you could have asked. I was living in the moment had to make decisions that were right. But 20, 30 years down the road, come on, I wasn't even thinking about that. There are uh, 10 great transition takeaways in the book. Can you give us just a few? We'll start with one, and that is, it's never just about me. Whenever I go through a change in life, and that means that, let's say, I left a job. I left one job and I went to another one. I may look at it and think, you know what? This could be new. This could be exciting. This looks like a a big change, but I'm excited. I'm looking forward. Well, that may be how I view it. My wife, she may view it differently. She may think, you loved your last job, Ross. You said it was great. You were going to be with this company forever. And then all of a sudden, things change. What's going on now? So her security could be rattled a little bit. And then my kids will wonder, why is daddy's schedule changing? So even though it may look like just a change to me for a job, the people who are closest to me, 
there's a ripple effect. It also impacts them as well. So no matter what goes on in my life or how excited I am, the people around me, they will be impacted and they're going to process it differently than I do. People tend to freeze in periods of volatility and uncertainty. How vital are decisions during transit disruptions? How, how vital is it to actually act during a period of disruption? This is really what led me to rebrand and focus my practice on transitions and call it Transitus Wealth Partners. Because what I've noticed is most people go through three, four, maybe five big transitions in life. And when you look at those transitions, there's human implications, there's financial implications. And the decisions you make during those transitions, those tend to be the ones that really move the needle on your net worth. But here's the trick. These may be the most important and most impactful decisions that I have to make for myself or if I'm an advisor helping somebody make, but it comes at a time when it's hardest to make decisions, when my world's disrupted, when I'm uncertain, when I may be scared about something. And in the middle of all this, I'm supposed to make some of life's most important decisions. That's something that our industry hasn't addressed that well. And that's why we wanted to make sure we focused on it. You talk about the decision dilemma. How can advisors help with the decision dilemma? Part of this is going to be to prioritize. And by the dilemma, I mean the most important in fact, impactful decisions have to be made when it's hardest to make decisions. So what we want to do as advisors is we want to slow people down and try to help them understand what is actually important and urgent. Because when you go through a massive life disruption, maybe you had a divorce, a disability, maybe a spouse passed away, you lost a job, whatever the disruption is when that happens, it really rattles you. And sometimes we think, I got to make it happen. I have to make decisions. I've got to do some things here. But that that's the challenge for advisors is to help people understand, you know, we can't make every decision. We don't need a to-do list with 20 things and we don't have to attack it and knock them off. Let's just take our time and instead of reacting emotionally, let's respond, prioritize and figure out what I need to do first. And whatever I need to do down the road, we'll get to it. But we really have to prioritize now. You created the four-step transitus process. Do I have that right? You did. Right. A new approach to financial planning. What is it? It's four questions that I ask any prospect or client when they call in. Um, I'll, I'll give you kind of a spoiler alert. Most financials were planners will say, well, that's pretty much what I do. And it's true, but I put it into a process partly to keep me on track, but also to make sure that I know what's coming and, and clients know where we're going. And I share the four steps with them. And they're simple. The first is what's going on. That is what's happening in your life. Second question is, how did you get here? An example would be someone says, oh, well, I'm now going to retire. I may think, congratulations. But then I ask, how did you get here? And they said, well, I just got laid off and I was hoping to work for five more years. I hope I didn't say congratulations. So number one, what's going on? Number two, how did you get here? And then once I have that story, I'm now going to have some insight into what's happened in this person's life. Now I ask questions three and four, and these are the most important. And that is, what are you thinking and how are you feeling? Now I ask those two questions together, John, because if I just ask, what are you thinking? They're going to tell me all the decisions. Well, I'm thinking I might do this. I wondered if I should do that. A lot of yes, no, or do, don't type questions. But if I ask, what are you thinking and what are you feeling? They may say, well, I was thinking about cashing in a retirement account because I'm really kind of nervous. Once they connect how they feel to what they were thinking, 
Now they're going to be more introspective. I'm going to get more insight and I'm going to be in a better position to help them make the best decision. Understood. You talk about the two sides of retirement. What are they and how can uh, advisors help clients understand both? We always have to connect the human side of financial planning with the financial side. We're really good, John, with quantity of assets. Here's what you're going to have. Here's our projections. We're going to have a bunch of assumptions that don't actually play out, but we use them anyway because we like them. And who doesn't love a good mountain chart? So we're good on the financial side, but quantity of assets is important. So is quality of life. That's the personal side. We always have to connect the two. If someone says, I want to have X amount of dollars, great. Why do you want to have X amount of dollars? If someone says, I need X amount of income, great. Why do you need that income? Why is that important to you? So no matter what the driver is, if someone says something financial that they request, we want to ask why to get the personal side, or we could switch it. If someone says, I just get nervous, I don't know what's going to happen in this world with the government, they're printing money, I don't know what's going to happen, they're telling me how they feel, then I have to connect that to the financial side. So we always want to make sure we try to connect those sides. And it's really done with the two questions. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? We want to know what they're thinking and feeling. We want to make sure we address the financial and the technical, but also the personal or the human side. We've talked about periods of disruption and transition. What are the four stages of transitions and how do they apply to financial planning? The first stage is optional. It's called anticipation. For example, I'm going to retire in five years, let's say. That's kind of funny for me to even say that. So a client may say, I'm going to retire in five years. They may anticipate that retirement as it approaches, or they may lose their job one day and realize, "Uh uh-oh, I'm retired. So anticipation means you see it coming. Sometimes you do with the transition. Sometimes you don't. And then you have the ending. So if you're working stage two, the ending, that is when you actually lose your job and you're no longer working. Once you end, now you can begin something new. Stage one, optional anticipation. Stage two is the ending. Stage three is the passage. And this is the time where it takes a long time and a lot of work to go through. We would love to get through this stage quickly. It's messy. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. But it takes time. If it's retiring, you're not going to be settled 30 days after retirement and say, this is the new me. If your spouse passed away, you're not going to bounce back three months later and say, I'm getting on with my new life. It doesn't work that way. And this is passage. That's the third stage. It takes a lot of time. And the key in passage, and this is for advisors to be aware of, when you hear someone stop talking as much about the past and what ended and what they lost, and they start talking about the future and a new season in life and the new normal, when you hear them do do that, you know they're working their way through passage. And that goes to stage number four, which is the new normal. And that's when you've embraced the new life that you have. You've accepted whatever happened, happened. It's integrated into who you are and how you think and how you feel. And you're ready for your new life. And that's the new normal. Great book, Shaping Change, How to Respond When Life Disrupts Your Retirement Plan. We're going to link to it on our website, but where else can they get get the book if they need to? Go straight to Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or you can get a hard copy. Fantastic. Ross, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Wealth at Work coming up in Nashville at the end of October. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? And don't say just getting back to seeing people in person. You know, what specifically are you looking forward to at the show? You know, I wasn't going to say getting back to seeing people, although that would be top three probably. Number one is, is we have an agenda committee that got together and 
they have taken the reins of this conference stronger than any time in the history of our conference. The calls with this committee were passionate. They were passionate's probably a light word. They were intense on here's what we need to talk about. So we have a group of leaders and advisors that have gotten together and said, this is what we need to talk about. I'm excited on the sessions that they brought up, the list of speakers that are there, and just the conversations that are going to happen because of it. There's a lot of books out there, and I dig you about that, but there's also a lot of conferences as well. How is it set up differently that really resonates with advisors? For the people who don't know Excel 401k and now Wealth at Work, what separates it? It always starts with something very simple, and that's just me looking at it as an advisor saying, would I go to this session? Do I care about this session? Does this session matter to me? We've kept that advisor focus. So every session there is going to be relevant to a practicing advisor. And you'll also see that there's more advisors on our agenda. I can't say than any other conference out there because I have no idea, but we stack the deck with advisors because if there's one thing advisors love to hear, it's what other advisors are doing. So we make sure we keep it focused on an advisor conference. There's multiple tracks going on. So you have choices at any given time other than a couple of keynotes. And I think what really is going to separate us going forward is we're now putting an emphasis on the wellness. It's creating wealth at work. It's much more holistic. I've been waiting for years to do this. The world is well beyond just a 401k plan right now. You have to offer or address the other services and the group that's coming together that's what they're doing. So I think advisors will find it worth their time. Ross Marino, a lot of information in a short time, and it's always quality. Thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Thanks, John. I appreciate it.